Hi, Steve here. I want to thank the person who sent this email to me because I realize he's probably not the only one who thinks like this. And it's because of ignorance and being naive about the nature and character of God that anyone would even ask these questions. So I thought rather than just dumping this email in the trash and forgetting about it, I would talk about these things according to what God's Word says. I don't really get that upset anymore with the world because they don't know any better. I do get upset with Christians that should know better, and yet they still walk according to their false beliefs and false teachings. I don't think the guy that sent me this email is a believer, and if he is, he has much to learn. I was listening to a fiery preacher evangelist last night, and I really, I like 95% of what he says until I started to hear him get back into the pre-tribulation rapture, and that Jesus could come back any minute. I don't think so, but he won't because his word says so. And part of the reason lies with the scriptures that Jesus taught, both in Matthew and Mark. And it's also part of the answer to what this man asked me in the email. First, I'll read the entire email with everything he asked. He wrote, why does God allow the homosexual to rape children 365 days a year, just sits there up in heaven looking down and the child getting molested and does nothing? How come Christians are afraid to talk about the homosexual? Now we have to bake homosexual cakes, homosexual wedding, God's people just hide in the church. Why does God hate the Palestinian people so much? All right, let's go over these and give the answers that God gives in his word. First off, God does not allow it. People allow it. People who are lost and influenced and enslaved to sin make those choices. And when they're caught, they're punished. And secondly, God is not just sitting up in heaven looking down as a child is getting molested. It's detestable to God and it should be detestable to you. Let's understand this first. God has given every man and woman a free will to choose and make whatever choices they want to. Even the angels have the ability to choose what they want. Jesus explained to us that that's the way it will be. For it's just like a man about to go on a journey. He called his own servants and entrusted his possessions to them. In the Gospel of Mark, he said it this way. It's like a man on a journey who left his house, gave authority to his servants, gave each one his work, and commanded the doorkeeper to be alert. Guess who he's talking about? He's talking about himself. He came the first time to teach, to show man who the Father is, and to offer himself as a sacrifice for our sins. And then he returned to glory, to sit at the right hand of God Almighty. He left this earth under the control of his servants. He gave men dominion over the earth and everything on it. And until Adam and Eve sinned and disobeyed God, they had the same dominion. And now, the people who are born again, the saints, are entrusted with the same responsibilities. He gave authority to his servants and gave each one his work. We all have a job to do whatever it is that God has called you to do, and he's giving you the authority to get it done. How come Christians are afraid to talk about homosexuals, was his question. Some Christians are afraid of everything, and the reason they're afraid is because they don't understand that God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. 
Too many are trying to protect themselves and save their own lives. When Jesus said, for whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life because of me will find it. He said, now we have to bake homosexual cakes, homosexual weddings, God's people just hide in the church. Well, if you're trying to save your life and you're worried about protecting your money and income, you won't stand up against the tyranny, but you'll allow them to dictate to you what the world wants you to do. And even if it's against what God has told you, no one can serve two masters since either he will hate one and love the other or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. And then lastly, he says, why does God hate the Palestinian people so much? God does not hate anyone. The devil does. The Bible tells us what God hates. The Lord hates six things. In fact, seven are detestable to him. Arrogant eyes, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that plots wicked schemes, feet eager to run to evil, a lying witness who gives false testimony, and one who stirs up trouble among brothers. King David records many things like this in Psalms where he talks about how much God hates the unrighteous and the evildoer, the wicked. God will bring the day of judgment on all the wicked from the beginning of time all the way to the very end. And you can be sure that all men and women who have practiced evil and wickedness will pay the ultimate price for rejecting the salvation of God through his son, Jesus. Jesus did not leave his people helpless or comfortless. In fact, he said, I will not leave you as orphans. I am coming to you. In a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you will see me because I live. You will live too. On that day, you will know that I am in my Father. You are in me and I am in you. The one who has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. And the one who loves me will be loved by my Father. I also will love him and will reveal myself to him. I hope the man who wrote this email to me was able to watch this video and better understands the nature and character of the God I serve. The fighting in this world, the bombing of innocent civilians and people all over the earth is not the will of God, but he's allowing it because those who have free will choose to do evil, but their end and their judgment is coming soon. Maybe not near enough as soon as we want, but God does things in his time and he has an appointed time for everything. I'll close by saying this. I hear people say God is in control and I really don't like to hear people say that because then it leads others to believe that God is evil or allows evil. The truth is God is not controlling and God is not interfering. Think about that for a minute. He's not interfering, but for the people of God, he is intervening. This is why we pray and do spiritual battle because we are praying that God in partnership with us will help us to accomplish his will on this earth. We know that ultimately his will will only be completely done on this earth when Jesus rules and reigns. But as his servants, as his disciples, he's called us to serve him until he comes back. That's why he told us, yes, I tell you people that whatever you prohibit on earth will be prohibited in heaven and whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. To repeat, I tell you that if two of you here on earth agree about anything people ask, it will be for them from my Father in heaven. 
For wherever two or three are assembled in my name, I am there with them. Part of the reason we see the level of evil today is because Christians and the church have permitted too much on this earth. And it's time to start prohibiting. It's time to enter into spiritual battle and bind those who are doing evil. We don't just do that by a protest march, but we do it by non-compliance to evil. And we expose it and we become intolerant of those who do evil through injustice, through lawlessness, and a lack of compassion. We don't hate anyone, but we do hate what is evil. There is one body and one spirit. Just as when you were called, you were called to one hope. And there is one Lord, one trust, one immersion or baptism, and one God, the Father of all, who rules over all, works through all, and is in all. Now, if you don't have that relationship with Jesus Christ, you are like the rest of the world, without hope and without God in this world. But you don't have to stay that way. I leave a link in the description box below that you can go down to, click on it, and it will take you to a simple prayer that will help lead you into a relationship with the living God, the God of all creation. I know it's amazing, but it's true. Think about it.